It's time for the 500th episode of the Cultural Hall. Couple things before we get going. Thank you to everyone who is a Patreon saint. I thank you again in this episode, but I can't tell you thank you enough. That's why I'm saying it again. I digress. Also, there have been a couple of comments that have come in since we recorded the 500th episode, and I wanted them to be a part of this. So I figured, why not? I'll do an addendum at the beginning. Uh, the first one's from Jenny Algren, who says, I have listened to almost every episode. These are a treasure trove of church history and culture. Happy 500th episode. Thank you very much, Jenny. And then this one from Kathleen says, I love and appreciate Richie's gift for interviewing guests on the show. He asks the questions that are on my mind and is personally open and vulnerable. I'm a mom to exceptionally quick-witted and sharp young adult children. Richie's style is much like a Sunday dinner table conversation at my home where active, inactive, and an LGBTQ member engage with respect and honesty. Heck, we even have our own version of Brother Kyle. The Cultural Hall Show is not to be missed favorite. Congratulations on 500 episodes and warmest wishes for personal happiness and a growing audience. You guys, we made it to 500. And I know you're thinking, man, I bet they've got so many things planned. And oh, man, cue the fireworks. Did we get an orchestra? Is it set to music? Is that how this whole thing is going? There are surprises in this episode, but it, it was a, it was a hard one for me to post. Emotional and 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 uh, heart wrenching. And a lot of things. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wait anymore. I want to share this with you. Uh, sorry, it's a little longer than an hour, but hopefully you'll allow it. We do news. We talk about 500 episodes, and here is the 500th episode of the Cultural Hall. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. Why am I screaming? It's the I don't know. 100th episode of the Cultural Hall. Out. Hang on. Yeah. yeah. You got to oh, you got to ring the ears out. You got to plug your ears. That's too loud. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. All right. That's right. We've gathered everyone who's ever been on the Cultural Hall. They're all going to do this <laughs> articles of nope. Nope. It's just me and brother Kyle. <laughs> Well, everyone, that's kind of anticlimactic. I know. Everyone wanted to be a part of the. Nope. No, they didn't. I offered it up. Not a single response. So I had to reach out to Kyle privately. And I said, hey, can I take some of your most inconvenient day and take an hour's worth of your time? And he's like, do I have to? And I said, I can't do it alone. And he said, fine, fine. I will. No, that's not how it went. You said, can I take an hour of your most convenient day? And I said, no. Uh -huh. And you said, what about the next day? And I said, nope. And you said, how about this day? And I said, all right. Fine. No one else wants to do this with him, does it? Doesn't, do they? No. Do they? Hmm? Uh, it's good to see you. You look good. Super backlit for people that are able to watch this on Patreon. Become a Patreon saint of the Cultural Hall by going to patreon.com forward slash the Cultural Hall. Speaking of which, uh, have, we, have we abandoned Kyle's sides? Are we not doing that anymore? We haven't had any, any more questions. So the uh, Patreon folks, I guess, you know, someone who's not a Patreon folk could send us an email, contact at theculturalhall.com, that you would answer as part of a video in Kyle's sides, uh, but they'd never be able to hear it. 
Yeah, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah, but someone has recommended that I make it uh, a podcast, to which I said, too much work for very yeah. little payoff. <laughs> no, a podcast, no. Yeah, uh, but I have thought about including maybe your first one uh, that you did so that people can get an idea of what they sound like. I've considered something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you? What's new? What's exciting? Uh, nothing exciting, so... I, I, I debated on how to do this or if to do this okay. today, uh-huh. maybe since it's the 500th episode. Are you leaving? Uh, Are you not going to do this? Uh, no. Anymore? Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, so you may notice today as I do the news, uh-huh. um, I won't speak as well. Uh-oh. Yeah. So starting about three or four months ago, I've had trouble and I didn't notice it then. It seemed so small. I didn't pay attention to it. I've had trouble speaking. And it's getting exponentially worse and accelerating. And I'm having trouble talking and now breathing. What's going on? Well, we don't know. I've been to see, I don't, a a few doctors now. And usually one actually said this true story. Yeah, man. Let me know when you find out what that is, would (laughs) you? And I just wanted to. Pick a finger, yeah, yeah, which yeah. would be raised. I was angry. Sure. It's like um, when we take my wife to the eye doctor and they go, yeah, we don't know, but yeah. we'd like to study you. And she's like, what? No, I want an answer to this thing. Not to be studied. Not, you know, not like I'm some sort of odd anomaly. So, so. Oh, but make sure and pay your bill on the yeah. way out. <laughs> so, so. Is it like your throat is closing off? Is that the breathing and speaking thing? I, I, I can't. It's almost like there's a, a, a swelling and a, a slowing of my motor reactions. Also, as I read, I, I, and I can't tell maybe if it's I'm also reading slower, if I can't comprehend it. I'm getting an MRI on Wednesday, the one mm-hmm. where they put um, a dye in your blood. Right. Um, and another one. And then... Uh, a neurologist doctor will read this and that will be in two months because that's as soon as they can get to it. Yes. Yeah. If Those only SOBs. If only you would have come to us two months ago. Yeah. You know, before you this. had the problem, if only you would have made your appointment then I have been so, inc- I feel bad because I've been so incredibly mean to people over the phone in the last week, mm-hmm. but they deserve it. Right. Quite frankly, they do. Do you do the thing where you repeat back exactly what they said in the hopes that they'll recognize how asinine what they just said is? Kind of. Yes. I'll say that. I'll say you realize what you just said. I said, what if somebody is dying? Well, if if there's a real problem, you should call 911. And I said, and what would they do? (laughs) They would send me to you, correct? Well, yes. (laughs) So it yeah, it's. It's incredibly, fr- the medical institution is incredibly frustrating. Have you done the horrible WebMD spiral yet? Where you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And there's a million different things. What are the front runners? Uh, MS. Okay. That, that's kind of the front runner. And uh, gosh, what else was it? I mean, all kinds of horrible things. Well, because you've got the, uh, the thing with your eyeballs. And I know people that have things with their eyeballs. That's MS too. Typically, yeah, but if this, you have MS, it, it affects your eyes. But I've had that since I was a kid. Mm. And so we, we've considered that, but it doesn't, it can't factor in because they've been always that way. That's mm. nothing new. That's mm. not a new symptom. Okay. So on a, on a scale of one to 10, how worried are you about this? 
10 is the worst. Yeah. 10 is, is right? like, I can't sleep. My heart ten. is in my chest. Really? Yeah. So what, so what being serious now, uh, by the way, it's the 500th episode celebration. Five zero zero. You know what? This is the way this should be. Actually, This is, this is a hundred percent the way that this should be. Um, so like, so what do you do? Cause this, I'll, I'll be completely straightforward in situations like this, my mind spins and ruminates and I make myself literally sick worrying about things like this. Oh, it does. Something enters my mind, a seed, and it grows overnight. Mm -hmm. And the next morning I realize, okay, just stop it. You know, the next morning after I've had two and a half hours of sleep nearly, I'll be like, stop it. You know, we still have a chance, you know, we'll see the doctor in a couple months and, uh, you know, maybe it's nothing. Yeah. But, but you know, for sure that like, you're not able to speak as well and breathe as well. Like that's for sure. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Like at night, I have to now angle my head at a certain way to be able to breathe really well. Hmm. That I've never heard those kind of things with MS before. Not that I'm any sort of MS specialist. Yeah. Are you going to get yourself a CPAP? Ladies love the CPAP. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see what the. I'll let you know in a couple months. Yeah. You can get uh, you can get a CPAP with uh, that's mobile, a distilled water CPAP. Why do I need one that's mobile? Uh, you know, so you can take it with you on your bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's only when you sleep, isn't it? Well, I mean, I, I think anyone who listens to the cultural hall for any sort of length of time thinks that you eat, drink and sleep biking. So, so oh, maybe thanks. put it up on your bike. You yeah. Can, <gasps> are you ready? You could charge it with the pedaling of your bike. That hasn't been invented yet, but good idea. <laughs> It's a green energy CPAP. It's all the rage. 500th episode celebration. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, I'm sorry. So my, and so here's the bad thing. I mean, I speak for work. Right. But I could probably get by, you know, writing, you know, texting, messaging, emailing. Sure. Um, to an extent. But my loves, my jobs, um, you know, teaching. Mm-hmm. I've got to speak to teach aerobics. Right. I got to speak to do this. I, uh, each week that I teach, I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is going to be like my last week. Has it been that drastic? Have there been times where you've gone to speak and you can't speak? Yeah. Really? Or like, or like I fumble over. I'm like, they think I'm drunk. (laughs) They think I'm, which is totally, they're like, oh yeah, he's drunk. Yeah, of course. It's it's not like they're surprised. No, 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 no. That's scary. All right, let me ask you this then, as we're celebrating 500 episodes, how have you already started to do things differently? Like you make the comment that you're like, well, this may be my last class. Like, are you, you know, leaving it all out on the floor or on the bike or, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you, are you going to ride a bull named Fu Manchu? That's what I'm asking. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go as long as I can. Mm. And, and, and when it's like, I'm doing a crappy job, then I'll stop. Have Hopefully ta- we'll f- figure it out before have you t- that. Have you talked to uh, your family? I know we always no. joke around about your family about this. They don't know? Uh, before now, like two other people know. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, I, I appreciate that you would tell me and subsequently but, the whole world. But I thought I'd better say something now because as I talk, you're going to go, has he been drinking? <laughs> 
And so I just want to give you a heads up. You know, we gave up Sacramento wine a while back, Kyle. <laughs> I know you're trying to bring all things to become new, but well, well, uh, is there anything that I or anybody else that are, is li- going to listen to this can do for you? Uh, if you're a doctor, you can jump off a cliff. <laughs> if, if you know one that can see me or that has a clue or that uh-huh. can do anything at all, you idiot doctors. I don't know how often I've been to one, you know, that they're like, they don't even look in my mouth. They're like, well, you know, they, they go through some, they tap your knee with a thing and your knee kicks up and they're like, sure. well, well, I don't know. Yeah. Boys, <laughs> baffling. Your blood work looks good. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Have you been to a near nose throat? Doctor, no, uh, I will actually be to them the first of the week here. Nice. Nice. That's actually pretty cool. They stick to this big, massive, like imagine uh, like a little bit thinner than a cattle prod. With I a, had it with, with done a camera with, on the end. Yes. I had it done with this person a couple of years ago. And so I'm going back to the same one because they'll have the camera footage of before and maybe huh. they can see something different. Interesting. Interesting. Well, uh, if we never do this 500 again. episodes <laughs> this is number 500 if we never do this again <laughs> together brother kyle it's it's been a lot of fun to be able to do it with you and i and and being serious as i've had the time to kind of think over you know the 500 episodes you being one of uh, the the best friends that i've made as we've done this and been able to look forward to you know not only visiting with you about church stuff but just seeing what your life has done and Thinking back about where we were a decade ago when we started this, my life. Was- I, I remember our first recording together. Do you really? What What do you remember I about it? Do what do you remember about it? I remember the car I drove. I remember where I parked. I remember where we recorded, and I remember the studio. Um, I don't remember what we talked about, but I remember it. You you asking me about it, and then me coming down and doing it. And yeah. it, for some reason, I remember that. But yeah, yeah, I was in a white. Porsche Boxster I parked <laughs> by the window parallel park so that I could see the car because it was in downtown Salt Lake and I didn't I'm like I don't want anybody messing with my Porsche yeah and and the studio there uh at Trolley Square mm-hmm. at that place there that we would record so yeah and um, I remember that was the Porsche that you lived in for a short while right uh, I did not live in that Porsche however I how that Porsche Wait, no, that's not how that Porsche died. That was another white one. I was going to say I <laughs> rammed it into the back of a police car, but that was a Cayman, not the Boxster that I rammed into the back of a police car. Ah, uh, true stories. <laughs> I wish these were lies. Yeah. Oh, that they could be lies. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's been a good long time. When I was thinking about it, I remember that uh, when I when we did record the first episode, I was just barely married to my first wife. Oh so yeah. I, so I've had two wives in the uh, in the span of the cultural hall, but not at the same time. No, 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 no. That's a different. That's a different podcast. He is a Mormon, but that's yeah. yeah they, a, was, a, these were not at the same. Uh, oh, were they? <laughs> uh, yeah, and and a different job ago, and you know, four yeah. di- four different houses. I've lived in four different houses since uh, since we first started recording and. I don't know, some pretty, some pretty fun, fond memories of being able, when we used to do the bigger group recordings for Articles of News, everybody getting together and, you know, we'd meet at DJ Rob's house, who I didn't know this until the other day, a, a DJ. A, a, I oh, was he? Was, 
Yeah, I thought it was just a moniker for his, uh, you know, like his DJ Rob, like um, Richie T. Nope, apparently he is, in fact, a DJ. But we used to meet up at his house. There would be four, five, or six of us all yeah. doing news episodes. That's how you a met a bunch of us. That's how you met Joni. That's how I, I I met some people that I consider my closest friends now, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, Jane uh, and, and I. Yeah, absolutely. I remember recording with the three of you, the three of us, uh, in a not a rest the, the theater restaurant mm-hmm. um in salt or in midvale um you know in a big echoey room because it's where we had yep record and they we recorded in the basement of another guy's business until he was like you oh, should pay us for there that's for right this. the fire station business yeah thing. and then we were like no we're not gonna pay for it and he's like okay don't come back is that what yeah yeah he's like yeah we're we'd love to have you come here would you be willing to pay rent and i was like hmm hello 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 as he tried to get back in touch with me just found a different place yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's been a crazy time but worth it maybe i'll get sentimental a little bit later we have a couple of emails that people have sent us contact at the culturalhall.com uh, these are, of course, uh, courtesy of Utah Taste Off. Follow at Utah Taste Off on Instagram. They sponsor all of our emails. It's delicious food photos. And if you live in the state of Utah, you can get that delicious food delivered to your house. It's like a competition thing. I've actually never done the competition part of Utah Taste Off. You know, it's like the biscuits from one place versus the biscuits of the other. Uh, a lot of people really like that. I just like biscuits. So, you know, I don't, I don't have to, hmm. I don't need to make my food fight. It, it fights plenty for my attention. Uh, these emails came in contact with the cultural hall.com. Uh, this first one, kudos to the cultural hall clan, Richie and uh, what's his name, Kyle. And she puts hearts around Kyle, brother. Really? Kyle. Uh-huh. Wow. And all the other guests, I appreciate all the hours that you spend behind the mic. I've been listening for years and I'm hooked. You make me laugh, smile, think, and ponder. I think you're open and fair minded and never mean spirited well she must not listen to you very much uh your vulnerability is why i keep listening thank you again for giving me something to listen to that's uplifting it strengthens it strengthens my face and then in parentheses she puts faith so i appreciate the inside joke there carrie uh when i listen hugs to your team carrie farns in san diego california whoa one of my favorite cities yeah you should you should uh, meet up for lunch with carrie sometime Next time I go, maybe I will. Maybe you that, should. In fact, I've already decided that's the first town I'm going to when we can actually travel again. Decently. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, California is still super closed off, but you yeah. know, you, you want to go to Georgia? Boom, go. Florida? Fine. Texas? Texas? They don't have the yeah. disease. Alabama? Sure. St. George, Utah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Saint George go for never, it. St. George never, remember? that That woman that was a member of the church who is like, Satan wants us to wear masks. And it was like, uh, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what she said. Hang on. She said, you know who wants to wear masks? Predators. (laughs) 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 Oh, anyway, Uh, this is from Angela. She says, I just want to say congratulations as you hit your 500th episode. The past year has been tough as I have felt so disconnected from so many things due to the pandemic. The cultural hall has been something that I can look forward to each week to make me feel connected to my faith and culture. And I really appreciate it. I love the guests that you guys have on. I've learned so many new and interesting things. And I love the banter with all of the co-hosts, especially, yeah, you guessed it, brother Kyle, brother Kyle. Hearts around my name? Nope, no hearts from Angela. 
and she's in Wyoming. So if you ever go to Wyoming, I don't think they had anyone that had the virus uh, get it up there at all. Love Wyoming. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's not people in Wyoming, as I understand it, though, either. So that might be part of it. Ooh, slide on Wyoming. Uh, all right. Those fireworks stands. Oh, yeah. You know what? But now that most of those are legal in Utah. Yeah. I don't know that they do it. And then this, fine, this final one, this is from Chris. He's in St. George, a place that Brother Kyle and I love to get pizza at the same restaurant, but not sit in the same cubby. Uh, he says... I just wanted to share with you how much I enjoy the podcast. I only started listening last May and have really enjoyed it. The way you are able to discuss serious subjects with humor and humorous subjects with important values is why I continue to listen. I started with the Brad Wilcox episode, number 380. I love the episode with Janice Cap Perry and most recently the one from Dina Alexander. I loved it so much I had to share it with my wife. He says, I listened to a couple of the very first episodes online, but I'd like to access them on the Apple podcast app. Is that available to Patreon subscribers? It will be, Chris. That is a new announcement with this whole thing. Uh, the original first 300 episodes that you can only get by going to theculturalhall.com will be moved off of theculturalhall.com and moved on to uh, Patreon. So you'll have to become a Patreon subscriber and then you'll get a link to a feed that has all of them in your apps. So look forward to that Patreon folks and other folks considering becoming a Patreon subscriber. Anyway, Chris says, thanks for sharing your time and your friends with me. Your episodes highlight my week. So uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I should tell you uh, about what, what, what's been going on with me. My wife and I might move. Are you serious? Yeah. Yep. We, uh, we, we haven't made a decision, like a final decision about it, but we are considering some <clears throat> options as far as moving goes. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Uh, and it would have to be the right house. We're looking for perhaps a little bit more land, as it were, because Salt Lake City's uh, housing market is so high. We're considering it because people are chucking buckets at money, even if you're not selling your house. And so we're thinking about I don't know, maybe capitalizing on that. Nothing determinate, but that has been a back and forth where we're like, are we sure we want to? No, not really. Do you maybe want to? I guess I do. And then the like just awful feeling of moving, like the thought of moving sounds terrible. I never dreaded it. I, I kind of enjoyed it. The, really? the change, the excitement of a new, a new dwelling. Sure. I, no, 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 no. Love all that. Packing my junk up, putting it into a truck, Moving the truck, unpacking it, that to me is horrible. If it's just a new location, just new neighbors, I'm, I'm good. You're right. New adventure. I'm on board. The act of moving sounds terrible. Yeah, that's a little rough. Yeah. But you got the elder squirm. <laughs> Actually, there was a message in our... We, we, we spent 25 minutes trying to explain WhatsApp to our 65 plus uh, elders in the elders quorum so that they could be a part of a group chat that's going on on WhatsApp. And um, one of the things that in the WhatsApp group discussion came out is it's like, guys, let's not be movers anymore. Let us not be movers anymore. I, we don't want to do it. People are in and out of this ward too much. Let's be done. We're not oh, moving really? people anymore. Yeah. So, so the question was raised, well, how can we tell people we don't want to move anymore? To which I chimed in, we don't want to move you anymore. We haven't tried it yet, though. Well, just don't show up. <laughs> Seems like that we show up or offer. Just don't. Yeah, well, but, you know, if people rely on you, you don't want to be the unreliable person. Well, if like, you know, some uh, an elderly widow mm -hmm. is moving, then sure. 
Sure. If not, just don't. Sure. But but how how elderly is elderly and how widow is widow? Uh, If you are a single woman over the age of 65. Okay. Some help. Okay. Okay. I could get behind that. But we have a lot of like medical students at the University of Utah. In they're my fine. Work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. They're up there wasting their time. So they too can make buckets of money to go. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. <laughs> breathe, Kyle. All right. Oh, you can't breathe. Oh, crap. <laughs> 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 and that's where Kyle falls over. Episode's over. Happy 500th episode celebration. Let's uh, take a break. We're going to do some actual articles of news as we celebrate our 500th episode. 500. Also, uh, a few people sent a recorded um, thanks for the 500 episodes of the Cultural Hall. I'll sprinkle those in within our news. We'll come back and do that in the second block of the Cultural Hall. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, this is Dan, the laptop man from PC Laptops. Friends, I know a lot of you guys and girls are working from home. So here's some tips for making sure your computer is ready for working at home, because if your computer fails, it's going to be really hard to get it fixed because of dwindling supply and parts. But we have parts right now, and we have a limited supply of new computers available for you. Make sure your computer is healthy and virus and malware free. Hackers are trying to infect people and stealing their information during these challenging times. We'll scan the health of your computer for viruses and malware, plus scan your hard drive, memory, and components to make sure you don't have any failing parts. You want to make sure you have strong antivirus and malware protection software as well. Just get into any PC laptops and we'll check your hardware and your software and scan your computer for viruses for absolutely free. Just go to PCLaptops.com. At PC Laptops, we've been serving you for over 28 years, and we've got your back during these times of need. We're all in this together. So just go to PCLaptops.com, and we'll get you taken care of. Here in the second block of the Cultural Hall, it's Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. Lots of news. We haven't done news for a couple weeks, so you know that we're going to do... 500 stories to celebrate the 500. <laughs> we count them down. what we're doing? We count them down from the last <laughs> 10 years, number 500. <laughs> Our next song is a love song dedication. That's my best Casey Kasem, and it's terrible. No, that would be brutal. 500 stories, can you imagine? Oh, Although man. it'll feel like it. You'll get to the end of this. It's why... Uh, heretofore moving forward whenever I can, unless there's so few stories, we will try and do that news episode every week. I know we got really caught up with the murder among the Mormons where we got to talk to uh, Tyler Meesum and Jared Hess. Go back and listen to that episode. We got really caught up in the Facebook Live, which then subsequently became an episode with Richard Turley, where he asked or answered additional questions that anyone had. So Hope that Good everyone... stuff. Listen to all those. Yeah. Have you have have you watched the murder among the Mormons yet? I am. I'm part way into it. Okay. Okay. Stuff. Yeah. That, stuff yeah. that you knew about or no? 
Uh, you know, I did. I forgot a lot of it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I remember when this all happened because I was a young person and, and thinking and, and, you know, watching the news. So uh, it, it is a real walk down memory lane, very nostalgic for me. Yeah, it's interesting for people from uh, Utah to be able to see our old news anchors uh, oh, yeah. a as part of the, the film, <laughs> right? Bruce Lindsay, who uh, he did the narration for Gordon B. Hinckley's Go Forward with Faith book. I think it's Go Forward with Faith, uh, the audio book of that. And he was on KSL for forever. Michelle King, who I think is a mission president's wife, you know, somewhere or she's in she's in charge of something somewhere. Uh, or was anyway, Randall Carlisle, who's still on the air here in Salt Lake. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Rod Decker. Yeah. Rod Decker's there. Yeah. <laughs> Yelling Rod Decker. He's there. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I, lo I love him. And, uh, and, uh, the, the, the defense attorney, I just spaced his name. Ron Yangich. Um, Ron Yangich, who was, who was a, a Utah staple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, been here forever and just, yeah, but all this stuff, I loved seeing it all and going, oh yeah, I remember that. And, and uh, a friend of my parents, my parents knew, uh, oh gosh, the, the, the first gentleman murdered. He lived Steve, in Bountiful. Steve Christensen. Yes. Steve Christensen. They knew his wife. Interesting. Um, and then knew, you know, and, and then as I was watching it, I was texting with them and you got to watch this. And who, they knew her second husband, a young gentleman in the ward. She hmm. cougarized a young man, married him, who was a great, this is what they texted me. He was a great father to her kids till they were divorced. So evidently she... <laughs> Oh, divorced and remarried again but anyway so it, it so is I, I loved watching it and then communicating with my parents to say tell me about this person oh well this, yeah well this and that happened so they knew all those folks they they knew some of them yeah some of them. Yep, so yep. they had little insights and the toyota mr2 which just now i'm on a quest i know you're looking for uh an old car to buy someday uh-huh i'm getting me a toyota mr2 because i had one back in the day did you and then really sing his yes <laughs> and i loved it I'm getting another one. Mark my words before I die. So I got to hurry. <laughs> I'm getting a Toyota MR2 first gen. For you? For yourself? It's not going to be for the car lot? For you? No. For, well, I'll, I'll be bored of it after three or four months. Sure. Selling, sure, but sure. Yeah, I'm going to get that. Thing. Uh, I would like, and I would like to commit you to it because I'm always doing this. I would like to commit you to picking me up in the Toyota MR2 and we'll go out to the desert <laughs> And we'll shoot Uzis. <laughs> Deal? Yes, we'll shoot guns. Yeah. And I'll I'll rally that thing through yeah. the desert. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. We will do that and we will record all of this. <laughs> That'll be your final Kyle side. When we know you're on your way out, we'll just be like, Yep, he's on he's out, guys. Uzis and MR2s, that's how he dies. Yeah, you'll be driving in a sports car with guns with a guy who's lo losing his motor skills. <laughs> All right, let's go shooting. Here we go. Mm. <laughs> All right, so that certainly has been a lot of the news. In fact, most of the news, I would say 75% of the stuff that comes in, you know, on our, our Google alerts and that kind of <clears throat> stuff has been something around the Murder Among the Mormons, the Mark Hoffman um, series that's over on Netflix, came out on the 3rd of March. Check it out if you haven't. Uh, check out the interviews that we did. Tragic story, the loss of life of a couple people, the destruction of life for many, many people. And it's been interesting to, to find and see all the different reactions that people have had. But there has been other news, starting with this one. You know, the Wilford Woodruff Papers website is now live. We've heard of the Joseph Smith Papers. Ah. There are very few in the history of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that kept records like Wilford Woodruff. So... 
He started in 1828 being meticulous with his records. He didn't die until 1898. That's 70 years of Wilfred Woodruff papers, which means it's 11,000 pages in 31 day books and journals. He also penned 13,000 letters, receiving more than 17,000 in return, and their aim is to make as much of that available as possible as the Wilfred Woodruff Papers website is now live. And, oh, did you think that sounds like an upcoming episode of the Cultural Hall? You're right, it is. We'll be talking about the Wilfred Woodruff Papers website. Hey, Richie, it's Tyler here from Alberta, Canada. Um, It feels like forever that I've been listening to the Cultural Hall. I know I'm not... uh... Uh, Pioneer Stock original member, but uh, I I remember discovering the show through uh, just just a Google search of uh, famous Mormons, which has always been a, a side fascination for me. And um, I connected through the uh, what was it the interview with Elaine Bradley of the Neon Trees, and I really I guess I had been searching a long time because uh, been involved in theater and that sort of thing and fascinated with celebrity but trying to find somebody who could really balance celebrity life with the gospel and living the gospel and one of the great things that I felt from the culture hall and I have found is anybody can balance any life with the gospel and I'm getting emotional (laughs) wow um the cultural hall has been a huge part of my life in the last what a 10 or so years, however long it's been, it uplifts me. It connects me with people who are different. It makes me smile. It makes me laugh. It makes me cry. Um, And it makes me see the gospel of Jesus Christ as something for everybody. And no matter what our life is, we can fit it in. We can make life work here on earth because we're all children of our Heavenly Father and we can all get back to him and it, uh, it, it, it might sound odd to hear that, but I'm not one to, maybe the, the regular church circle or the regular stereotypical Mormon thing just isn't, uh, isn't my cup of tea, or maybe it just doesn't quite uplift me as much as other things could. But what you do, Richie, and all those involved with the, with the cultural hall, it brings the spirit to me. It builds my testimony. It gets me closer to my Heavenly Father. Holy! (laughs) And I love you guys. I really do. I love people with different opinions. I love that we can have discussions, whether it be an online group or whatever on the the show. It's lovely. It's wonderful. Um, It is not perfect, but that's okay. 500 episodes is awesome. I know you've done more. But this keeps you humble, at least. Thank you so much, Richie, from up north in Canada. Bye-bye. What do you got, Brother Kyle? So we've had two missionaries, well, a missionary and a missionary president who passed away here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 48-year-old mission president and 21-year-old missionary. Uh, so first of all, Giovanni Pengan, a Filipino uh, who oversaw the Philippines, I think it's Elolio mission. Uh, he died Tuesday of a heart attack. And last week, Fernando Ramos Garcia drowned in a river in, a river in El Salvador yeah, where not, he was serving his mission. Yeah, not serving in the same mission. Two different deaths, no, two different, yes, mission, different. missions. Uh, yes, one in the Philippines, the, the missionary president, and then one in El Salvador, the missionary. 
And it's interesting because as a local news, you know, everything that is with the church shows up in the local news here in Utah. And I didn't see anything about either of those folks in the, the local news on, on the TV news or on the radio or even in print, really. Yeah, and it, it's it's rare that it, it's not often we have missionary dice, so I thought we would have seen it. I, I just happened to find it today, but yeah, interesting we hadn't before. I can't believe that it took me so long to listen to the Cultural Hall. I love Richie. I love all of the characters, the people that he brings on. For the first time in my seven years of being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I finally feel like I'm a part of the cultural aspect of the church. I feel like I know what's going on when I listen to the cultural hall. Thanks, Richie. You guys are great. Uh, this is out of uh, California, Southern California, I believe. Uh, there is a Facebook page that has been launched. Nope, it's in Florida. I apologize. A Facebook page that has been launched, and this woman is still missing uh, down in Florida. Naomi, or no Noemi? No, I think it's Noemi. Uh, Bolivar, who left home on February 11th to go on a walk in a nearby nature preserve. Uh, she, she had attended um, BYU-Idaho and graduated and has not been seen since February 11th. They are still searching for her. Um, the stake president of her particular stake said she's one of the choice young women of our stake. We miss her dearly. Uh, there have been massive searches to try and find her. Uh, you can find pictures if you follow the cultural hall on Facebook. We have tried to share as many of those things um, that get shared around so that people can keep their eyes peeled. But you know, over a month now, uh, that Naomi Bella Bolivar has been missing, and and people don't have any idea, you know, no known like, you know, this person didn't like her, or you know, someone that was stalking her, or anything like that. Nothing, nothing to uh, report as far as that goes, but still missing, and just tragic and gross. And you know, my my thought would be, and in all seriousness, she's walking alone in a in a nature preserve in Florida. There's some pretty crazy wild animals in. Florida. Yeah, but in a nature preserve, don't you get the idea that that's like, like a zoo essentially, like fenced off, like a nature preserve? Or do you are you thinking it's like, here's the city folks' opportunity to get into the nature preserve and and like a I'm assuming you're hinting at like a, a crocodile or an alligator could could come get her. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, maybe. Or I even, guess I don't know. Even a large snake. I mean, a nature preserve is not like a zoo. It's more of an open area to say. Uh, go see some animals and wildlife in this area that yeah. you you know you can't hunt in. Yeah, uh, there there's nothing to report that 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 would have occurred, and I know that police have you know looked into that, and I'm sure they have a way because that wouldn't be the first time if that was the incident. I'm sure they have a way of kind of knowing or tracking. I would imagine you know there would be so, some evidence of those things in the nature yeah. preserve. I don't know. It's tragic though. Horrible story. Hey Richie, this is Michael Bishop. Happy 500th episode of the Cultural Hall podcast or show. Uh, this is such a great community to be a part of. I've loved following the show since nearly the beginning, but this past year has been some of the top quality episodes. The content spans such a large spectrum of people and topics within the church. And just to name a few of my favorite episodes from this past year, you've covered True Crime with Murder Among the Mormons and Josh Holt. 
Uh, you've done some great musical episodes with David Archuleta, Richard Elliott, Janice Cat Perry. I shared the Richard Elliott and Janice Cat Perry episodes with my dad, and he loved those. He's been an organist in his ward for uh, over 30 years, and, and uh, that meant a lot to him. You covered LDS history episodes with Richard Turley, jo- Joseph Freeman Jr., Miles Harvey. Uh, some mind-blowing intellectual episode with, with Terrell and Fiona Givens. And you've covered LGBTQ content with Charlie Bird, Papa Osler, and others. Uh, and you've managed to have some fun episodes in there, too, with Jenna Kim Jones and Hank Smith, even though you wanted to have a, a real conversation with Hank. With Hank. Um, I love how you're able to lighten some of the heavier topics and yet give proper respect to more serious subjects. I still interrupt any other book or podcast that I'm listening to when I see a new episode of The Cultural Hall. So thank you for uh, for all you do, and it's great to be a, a part of daily interaction on Facebook and, and uh, my commute to work. So keep it up. Thanks. What do you have, Brother Kyle? Well, uh, President Nelson's about to get another degree. Well, he, uh, from so his, I saw the, that he's getting another degree, and it's an honorary doctorate, correct? Right. So is he Dr. Dr. Nelson? It, he is. Dr. Dr. Roger. Bring me some news. I've got a bad case of loving you. Uh, so the 96-year-old church president earned a bachelor's degree from the University of Utah, originally in 1945, then his medical degree two years later. And uh, on, on May 6th, uh, the, the Beehive State's flagship school, also my son's school, uh, will award uh, Nelson honor, an honorary doctorate at its virtual uh, commencement ceremony. So it's an honorary doctorate at a virtual commencement. Uh-huh. So he would be perfect to try and figure out what's wrong with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you just wouldn't mind hopping on a telehealth with me, uh, Kyle, I'd love to... Can you lean a little closer to your camera? I'd love it if you'd <laughs> lean a little closer. Now you look fine. When you find out, will you tell me what they told you? <laughs> Have you had to I would do... Like to- have you had to do I, a telehealth? I did do one, yes. Yeah. How was that? Uh, it was uh, not at all helpful. No. No. <laughs> they, can, they can be. And in some ways, sure. I think it's great, right? Because yeah. now you're oh, not yeah. going to the gross doctor's office with 100 sickies. You know what I'm saying? If, especially if it's just like, I, I, it's bacterial. Give me uh, an, an antibiotic. Let's get this thing rolling. Like, I know. Let's do it. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Sure, telehealth me all day. But when you need actual help... I don't know. I don't know. Hey, Richie. Rick McGee from Springfield, Missouri. Love the show. Been following for a couple of years. Appreciate all your hard work and effort you put into it. It's certainly strengthened my testimony. And I really enjoy all the news programs and the banter and comedy as well. So congratulations on the 500th episode and look forward to many, many more. I've got this. All right. Senator Mike Lee. Why, that's your oh, senator. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yep. He didn't shout praises or make the air with music ring over the $1.9 trillion <laughs> coronavirus relief package, but he did invoke a popular Latter-day <coughs> Saint hymn to express his discouragement for what he calls a monstrosity. Uh, it was obviously approved. House Democrats uh, passed it. Uh, Lee posted last Sunday on Facebook that he's a little discouraged, not only that the legisla- legislation passed, but by the manner in which it passed. Uh, he went on to say, just the same, it's yet, an un- yet another unusually heavy bale of straw heaped on the back of a camel that is already nearly ready to collapse. 
Uh, he goes on to say that he wishes the Democrats' approach to federal spending will be short-lived and that wouldn't produce some very unfortunate consequences. Uh, but alas, he says, we can't really say any of those things. He went on to say, as the hymn councils gird up your loins, fresh courage take. Our God will never us forsake and soon we'll have this tale to tell. All is well. All is All well. Is well. To which oh, so goodness. many people are saying, "Can we not? Can can we not have?" Um, I, and I don't, I don't know that I love it at all, but it certainly is a different flavor for me. I mean, we're hearkening back to Mike Lee on the campaign trail for uh, Donald Trump. You know, think of him like your Captain Moroni. Think of him. You know, like I just. Like, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of prayer. I'm a fan of going to church. I'm a fan of feeling the spirit, and I know God loves me, but I'm not such a fan of when politicians, like, try and give the wink and nod to a particular faith. Like, God in general? Okay. All right. Christianity yeah. in general? You bet. But it just feels a little bit too... It feels a little postury to me. It feels a little... I got your interests, guys. I hope you'll get my back. I don't know. There's something to it that just feels kind of off for me. I and don't care for who it. doesn't love that song? Yeah. But now, uh, I don't know how long it'll take me to hear that song before I get that taste out of my mouth when hearing that song. Mm -hmm. Honestly. All I... is rare. And you have to do the really long, drawn-out, early Mormon Tabernacle Choir version <laughs> yeah. of it. All <laughs> Is pause, 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 pause. What else do you have, brother Kyle? Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, the Hilkmore pageant. I know. There will be no grand finale. Uh, I'm so bummed about this. I know. Everybody expected, you know, the one more, but we're not getting it this year. And the church announced this week uh, the show would not be staged due to obviously the coronavirus pandemic, even though we've got the cure, so everything's fine. I, by the way, got my shot, Yeah, one? so I'm did you, fine. Did you do the I'll one, or are you, are you on the series? I'm on the series. Okay, okay. Did you do yep. the Pfizer or Moderna? Uh, they gave me the Pfizer. Nice, nice. It, it was like I went to a restaurant. They're like, we, we've got the Pfizer today. I'm like, <laughs> mm, okay, I'll have the Pfizer. Can I have the fish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, oh, is that the special for the day? Yeah. And she's paused for a moment. I said, yes, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, she paused for a moment and said, every second you wait, someone else dies. Can I please inject <laughs> this in your arm, smart Alec? <laughs> Here's the thing here in Davis County, Utah, where I went, mm -hmm. there was a big sign up. Here's where you go. Here's the lineup. Nobody there. Big, big uh, handwritten in marker signs. Walk-ins welcome. Come on in. Everybody come on in. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it's like, we got plenty and nobody's coming. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's April 1st for the state of Utah for anyone over the age of 16. And I think this coming week, you're going to hear it change for the state of Utah. I think that they're going to be just be like, listen, let's do it. Let's roll. Yeah. Let's, let's open it up. Let's take the masks off and put the needles in our arms. Yep, and I did. Got it. And we I'm so far. Oh, wait a minute. Now this all makes sense. Wait a minute. Were you able to? Bum, bum, bum. Now that's why I can't talk it. No, just so you know, this has been happening for months. Yeah. I got the shot two days. Ago. I'll tell you what. I've noticed that this winter, and now we're coming out of winter into spring. I have noticed that my breathing capacity since I got coronavirus is not as what is not as good, and I wheeze a little bit with my asthma. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go in and see a specialist. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
Maybe this will be my last episode with you. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I went to go see if they had posted a new episode and neither of them <laughs> showed up. But it's really sad. Yeah, the Nauvoo pageant uh, also postponed. That's going to continue. That'll be in 2022. Uh, Hilkamora pageant was supposed to be 2020. They said that in 2019. Obviously canceled. Now it's canceled completely. My grandfather, instrumental in bringing the Hilkamora pageant back when he served his mission in the Eastern States mission back in the 40s. And I never got to see it. And I'm kicking myself I didn't go see oh, it. Wow. Although... Yeah, they- how long ago, let's see, what year did they start that? It had it in here, and I'm scrolling to find it. Uh, well, it's, it started. Uh, 1937. Well, in 1928 was the first one. They presented, oh, was it? Yeah, they presented the first pageant based on the Book of Mormon <laughs> events uh, around three miles away. Then in 1936, members staged a pageant at the foot of the hill. Then it was there for a couple of years. Then the war happened, and then my grandpa served his mission and brought it back. And there is this great picture that I can't share because it's cultural appropriation uh, of my grandfather. You know, this is 80 years ago, so we didn't know about this. And we you sort you don't give him a pat, whatever, right? I'll just tell you what it is. But it's him in a in a costumed headdress with his shirt off and dress slacks at the Hilkamora pageant in like 1946. And it's one one of our family's most cherished pictures of my oh, grandfather. Yeah. But, awesome. I mean, through our 20th, 21st century lens, is it the greatest thing? Well, no, it's not. But uh, a great picture to, you know, sort of mark his time in that history. Uh, right. And also, just so you know, the Nauvoo pageant will, they say, return in July of 2022. And they do, too. When you go to the Nav- when you go to Nauvoo, there's like the singy dancy pageant, and then there's like the British pageant. So uh, I may be looking forward to doing that in 2022. And the British will return also in 2022. Uh, and, of course, my mother performed in the pageant, the singy-dancy one. Yeah? Who did she play? Uh, I don't remember. I am Lucy Mack, mother of the prophet Joseph Smith. And then your dad's I, like, I'm here, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about it yesterday, my dad and I, because I was uh, detailing their car, which they're going to sell, which they, when they got it, they drove back there and... And kept it with them mm-hmm. uh, while they lived there for a while, while my mom did this performance, mm. while they hung out there. And I'm like, wow, a lot of memories in this car. You drove it back to the, to uh, Nauvoo and lived there with it. And But, yeah. Are you going to get him that Porsche Boxster? Uh, nope. They'll, they'll get another very Mormony car. What What's the very Mormony car? They're, they're getting a, a Toyota Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> going to get him the hybrid? Uh, I don't know. He wants the V6. Sure. He wants the bench seats sure. because, you know, there's two of them. So they yeah. want seating for eight. Sure. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got the RAV4. And over this last week, we hosted my father-in-law. It was the first time I'd ever put my seats down or put my seats up in the back. Normally, it's just really? cargo. <laughs> it's like playground yeah. for my dog. And then my wife and I sit in the front. It was the first time anyone had sat on the seats. Because you don't need. And like in their car, when I was cleaning it, I, I took out. There's a big. Because they have theirs down because all they do is move groceries and uh-huh, nobody uh-huh. gets in their car. No. So I peeled up the back seats, the third row, because they need third row, of mm-hmm. course. Of course. And it, and it made this <laughs> noise. The leather peeling off the leather, it had not been up in literally maybe ever yeah. because they bought it from an old woman uh-huh. with a dog uh-huh. and they'd never been up. Huh. 
And you, and while you're detailing it, you find your dad's Cheerios, and he's like, "Listen, that sippy cup is mine. Don't tell your mother." <laughs> funny, funny, funny. Well, good, good for them. Good, to, good for them to get another Mormony car. I didn't realize the Highlanders were Mormony cars. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I we knew. Love them. I knew. Uh, I knew the. Uh, I knew the Yukon. That's a Mormony car. I knew the Suburban. Obviously, there was a short yeah. time that the Denali was a Mormony car, but. You know, well, we- I won't tell you in the car industry what how we classify these in, in more many cars, and there are divisions of more many cars. And I'm not, I don't want to offend some people. Yeah, don't. So Keep I, won't the, go into I don't it. want to edit nope. it, but I am curious, so you'll have to tell me sometime. You All know right. what? Tell me in the Kyle side, your next Kyle side. Talk to me about the classifications of, of, uh, of cars. Of Mormon cars. Of Mormon cars. Right. Yeah, for real. I want that. I would like that. Uh, I've got this. Now, this is a serious story, Kyle, and it's a couple weeks old, but I need you to approach it with the seriousness that that, uh, that it is, okay? Okay. This is uh, a lawsuit that was filed uh, against the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It it claims that the church protected a Corvallis-based youth leader who sexually abused children. Uh, The suit alleges that the plaintiff's experience in the 1980s is part of a broader pattern established over the first over the course of nearly 60 years. Uh, The plaintiff, David Heiser of Salem, Oregon, alleges the church protected Ron Curley and failed to protect children after learning on at least six different occasions that Curley had sexually abused children. Uh, It was filed in the U.S. District Court in Eugene. Uh, This is a quote. The abuse is something that has caused long-term problems in his life, and it's still affecting him on a daily basis, and it's affecting his family and his relationships. The combination of understanding the cause of some of his problems, and I think realizing that this was preventable and wanting to make sure that it is prevented for other kids who are in the church today. He really feels like it's his duty to come forward and to speak up and speak publicly about what he experienced. And the church, in reply, said, Uh, The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints condemns all forms of abuse. The church is committed to a thorough review of these allegations as they are filed in court. The lawsuit is seeking $5 million for emotional pain and suffering, as well as $500,000 for future costs of medical and mental health treatment. Uh, It's still in court. There hasn't been anything further on it, but it's just a horrible story. And and it's crazy to me, and and I hope that in 30 years... You know, I'm not doing the cultural halls 50,000th episode and looking back and and reporting about the 21st century and that these abuses occur. I think they're horrible. I definitely know that they have occurred. I hope that they are occurring less. And I hope that those people that find themselves in those abusive situations are able to speak up. I hope that leaders hear them when they speak up and that we can no longer have this occur or that you know we can affect the change so that happens as absolutely um least amount as possible which is zero ps no one needs to do this gross it's just it it makes me scared i've never i've never had a little kid you know my kid was 11 but for you as a dad were you ever worried about your kid you know being in in bad situations or like trusting a neighbor or playing at a friend's house was that ever a worry for you uh very little. And yep. I think the same thing for anybody who had their child in this situation. You know, when my son was in any kind of scouting thing, it was with a neighbor who I knew, mm. who I mm. saw every Sunday and, and many times during the week, you know, a friend, a neighbor who I trusted. Yeah. But 
that still and and so you don't consider it and that's how this happens is that people think well he's a good guy yeah i know him yeah you know him he's your neighbor kyle he's your friend that's your buddy he would never no not no that guy would never yeah Uh, you just have to be so careful and and luckily you know looking again from 21st vision uh 21st century eyes to to 1980 like we didn't have the too deep leadership that we have new now in classes and on scouting things and you know I hope hopefully those are those in addition to some of the other stuff that we've done just really allow it to be a lot safer for kids not just scouting but yeah. you know church and church observance in general uh you've got a couple more yeah yeah boy gosh what do you want to hear about for well I'll t- I'll tell you this you know uh, Elder Uchtdorf has always been, you know, the this I almost said sly, the silver fox yeah, has always been a little fox. bit on the edge. <laughs> is a little bit on the edge, and now you know what he's been doing. He's mm. he's been giving money to Joe Biden to win the election. Yeah, well, and because of that, Joe Biden won the election. Yep, right. I'm being a little sarcastic. Yeah, so uh, so the fam. <laughs> so as I hear this, right, uh, his name is used on a donation. To uh, President Joe Biden, to his campaign in some form or fashion, and and some other uh, Democratic uh, candidates. Yeah, no, and and as the headlines come out, you know, uh, Elder Uchtdorf donated money. Well, he didn't specifically donate money. It was a a, a bit of a snafu. Somebody in in the family, you know, on in a from a group that he his name was on, donated to these things. So there was nothing illegal, or was it in any way him? Uh, condoning or backing, you know, any of these Democratic candidates. Well, so here's the thing. I mean, if you you can in the state of Utah, like find out who is a registered Republican, a registered Democrat, like you could mm-hmm. that that's public information in the state of Utah. And so I think nine of the 12 uh, apostles are registered Republicans. Um, I wouldn't be able to. There's a couple that aren't uh, registered and then. Um, maybe not any that are registered Democrat, but the the issue for, for most people is that years ago they said to the apostles, Hey, apostles, let's not promote one particular campaign or a particular political party over another, which I think is the best practice. You know that when, uh, you know, President Uchtdorf or President Nelson goes to the voting booth, they don't say, Oh, they're both great and pick neither of them. Yeah, they have opinions. They're allowed to have opinions. It's the outward sort of donation. And that's why I think it's a bigger deal. Not necessarily that, you know, that he would support a Democrat. It's that it was an outward donation for it. Because, you know, do you really think that he didn't know that 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 happened? Like, this is where my this is where my conspiracy theory sort of comes out. Like, he's got to know that anyone that would be affiliated with him feels the way that they feel and would probably donate that way. And how, how did his name get attached to something like that? Well, probably because he's like, yeah, let's donate to that. Sure. And it, and it was, uh, gosh, how was it put out? And because it, although he didn't breach uh, like a, a law, yeah. it's kind of a church rule Yep, yep. that, that they, they don't support. And, and, and so uh, there was a part in this article I wanted to go over. It said, uh, so a person, Emily Jansen, online editor of Dialogue, a journal of Mormon thought, asked why the church's leaders' spouses aren't exempted from the rules on cabinet, on candidate contribution. 
Mm-hmm. And she says the rule seems a relic of time when couples shared finances hmm. uh, and not a very good reflection on the idea that women can and should make their own financial decisions, including, in this case, supporting a candidate or cause they find important. Yeah. I mean, you know that a million eyes are on you when you're doing that stuff. Yeah. You know that it's what the church has said, hey, don't do that. But I don't think that it's any surprise. The thing that I think has been interesting coming away from it is the amount of people that are like, I'm not sure I can like Elder Uchtdorf anymore if he likes a Democrat. The people, there have been online feeds that have been like, what? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> and, th- and that's hard for them to read as they arrive back from their drive from Washington, D.C. because they can't fly because they've been on, put on the no-fly list <laughs> and and they're trying to avoid being arrested. That's Happy 500th episode celebration! <laughs> uh, so much to not edit out. Right. But yeah, so so don't worry about it. There were, And there were small donations and they were to different people here and there. It was like $100 here and there's a one for $83.84 to some guy. Yeah, but so, I mean, so so let me flip flop back to the other side. But like, if we're going to not have anybody do it, let's not have anybody do it. Like, if the yeah. guidance for the leadership of the church is to not do that, okay, then don't do it, guys. Everybody, everybody yeah. don't donate. But do it through your secret fund. Yeah, <laughs> do it through your hedge fund. Call Brother Romney. He'll take care of your donations <laughs> for you. Uh, th- this is this is pretty amazing and uh, an upcoming episode of the cultural hall there was a report from byu about um so they have a a a, like a panel a um a group that was appointed by the president of byu um for race and race relations on byu's campus right it's equality and and race and all all these things right i think it's a group of nine people a committee and um there are people from from all over, um, people of all different ethnic backgrounds and everything like that, and they have given to BYU um, twenty six points of like, hey, let's do these things to help out the campus. And so, um, one of the things that I thought was particularly of note is that they want to have um, a, like a center for inclusion on BYU's campus, uh, a place where. Um, people that feel marginalized for any reason can be able to come and be able to have conversations both with counselors and that they can have events that are sponsored by this particular, um, you know, like arm of the church and organization. Um, there is um, statements from people that they talk about having racism on the daily basis, not necessarily like people calling them for like example, you know, calling them the N word or anything like that, but like small events of racism on campus Almost every day, startling to some of these people on this committee, not surprising to others. And so I think in the next year, you will start to see a lot of those changes roll out. Uh, An amazing report. You'll find the link to it in the show notes for this episode. But worry not, we are going to be doing an entire episode about all of those changes and suggestions and what's going on down at BYU in an upcoming episode of the Cultural Hall. Hello, my name is Casey Jarvie, and I'm from Green River, Wyoming. I started listening to the Cultural Hall in 2016, actually on the day of the election. I remember listening to an Articles of News episode during the long drive to Cheyenne to look for records for genealogy. Um, I love the Cultural Hall because it gives me a place where I can hear different viewpoints about church topics in a safe environment. 
Uh, I really like the interviews because I love learn so much about other people and their perspectives on life and faith. It's just really great. I'm also a huge fan of any interview with a historian. I've studied history for my undergraduate degree, so any historical discussions are very welcome. Uh, I am also a member of the Brother Kyle fan club. I love his spicy sense of humor. Keep it up, Brother Kyle. Thanks for making a, uh, making the podcast. Here's to another 500 excellent episodes. Now, speaking of BYU, Brother Kyle, you had a story that I wanted you to share. Yeah, and we mentioned this, I know, on our social media sites. Um, the Above Brigham Young University is a large uh, letter Y, um, and it was lit up uh, recently by uh, LGBTQ uh, a group, and it was lit up in the rainbow colors, which is their, you know, kind of the symbolic rainbow flag. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not something put on by BYU by the school. It was not a, a approved event, uh, but their the students and their allies uh, celebrated. Uh, gosh, I was just trying to find the story here. I just it's, lost it. It's um, called Color the Campus, and a guy by the name of Bradley sort of put this whole thing together. Yes, um, uh, and it achieved uh, with help of 76 uh, pride-colored flashlights, um, and it comes on the one-year anniversary of when the church uh, the church-owned school sent out a letter clarifying its stance on same-sex romantic behavior. So if you dial back, you remember there was the um, change in the church's handbook and also in not necessarily the honor code at BYU, um, but it, it for about two weeks, it seemed as though the written language of the honor code at BYU said that um, within the law of chastity that opportunities for people in homosexual relationships could act on on like a, a small portion of it, right? Like being able mm-hmm. to hold hands or being able to kiss because those things are not against the law of chastity. And so for a couple of weeks, different professors at BYU said, yeah, I think that, I mean, that's how I read this. That sounds like it's all right. So people, you know, were taking their pictures and sharing them on social media of, you know, same-sex couples holding hands and kissing on campus and all these things. And then two weeks later, you know, they came back both with the church handbook and with the stuff at BYU and said, no, 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 guys, nope, no, what? No, absolutely not. So a year later, they did this thing called Color the Campus. Yep, and and uh, I had not seen if there was any, I was trying to look if there was any uh, anything brought against the, the the students, the people that did it, any type of disciplinary action. Yeah, I, I hadn't, I hadn't heard anything, and I'm. We're actually going to be speaking with him uh, upcoming episode as well. Hmm. Um, they didn't vandalize anything. They were very wise to use flashlights, so it wasn't yeah. painted or anything like that. Um, plus, it could light up, and there's tons of people taking pictures from all over that were able to see it. So um, they didn't vandalize anything, which is why the cops didn't go up on the mountain. It's, it's essentially public private property. Lots of people hiked to the Y, you know, Molly Jenny has hiked there multiple times. Uh, I know she's done Facebook lives from up there, so you can go up there. So they just hiked up. They, uh, kind of situated themselves so they could have the rainbow on the Y people took pictures and, and, uh, some people got really upset, said, Hey, this is a destruction of, you know, of our property to which they said it was flashlights. And I, I don't know. I don't know how, um, BYU, at least as of yet, has responded, except their Twitter said, uh, and I should get, I should pull this up exactly. And, and just so you know, protesters, that's how you do it. They didn't destroy anything. You know, they made a point. Everybody saw it, but uh, 
didn't break any laws. BYU's Twitter says, BYU did not authorize the lighting of the Y tonight. <laughs> to which they got a bunch of, you know, criticism. Uh, Dan Reynolds, frontman for the Imagine Dragons, was like, guys, this was an opportunity. You could have let them know that they were loved, that maybe you didn't appreciate that they did that, but that they're loved and that you care about them and you really missed the opportunity to celebrate something like that. Yeah, good point. We did not authorize. Uh, That's not us. Yeah. We know we liked it. That's not us. It. Yeah. I. I mean. I don't know. I don't know about it. I. I. Yeah. This is Chris from St. George. I just wanted to you to know how much I enjoy your podcast. Um, some of my favorite episodes uh, were the Brad Wilcox episode, uh, where he talked about the history of the cultural hall. The, the phrase, why we have it. Uh, I really enjoyed the Janice Cat Perry episode, seeing, hearing her insights and her history. Um, most recently, I liked the, the one just recently with Dina uh, Alexander about how um, technology affects us, kind of some tips and tricks on that. But I appreciate all you do, and... Uh, the time that you spend preparing and sharing your friends with us. Thanks. What else do you have, Brother Kyle? So I thought this was kind of sad. Uh, in a blow to preservationists and many Latter-day Saints, um, historic murals in the, in the iconic Salt Lake Temple, mm. some that were painted by Mormon artists sent to study in Paris in the 1890s, have been removed during the renovation, and they won't be put back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, same goes for uh, the Pioneer-era Manti Temple, uh, which houses one of our most artistic artistic gems, uh, a world room, which is a mural, a mural painted by uh, famed Minerva Teichert, mm -hmm. who studied at the Chicago Art Institute in the early 20th century. Uh, and they say that one because, you know, we're moving from the live action. We're going to the movie uh, in the uh, as you go through the temple instead of, you know, acting out their doing a film there now so they so we don't need that mural but it's you know it's kind of a historic and it's a piece of art i don't see why you don't just leave those in now i didn't read this in the report and it's also worth noting you sort of glossed over that people that have never been to utah may not know that in the utah and manti temple instead of sitting down and watching a movie you had people acting out what you see in the movie they would either memorize or read and recite their lines as part of the, the temple ceremony. Mm -hmm. I think that that's I, I, when I first went to the Salt Lake Temple, I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? Oh, oh, yeah, we don't have TV screen. So all that to say, I think that's sort of interesting. But I didn't read in the uh, in the story whether they were taking the murals and they'll be able to be viewed somewhere else. Like, are they removing the walls and and then we're going to be able to see them like in the church history museum, or were they just like, we don't need this old wall. Oh boy. I was trying to read through here to find that it's a long article and haven't seen if they have said anything about yep. it. They're taking out the cafeteria, no more cafeteria in the uh, Salt Lake temple, which means they'll be able to, if I understand correctly, add another baptistry. Um, they'll be able to serve like 33% more people through the Salt Lake Temple. So there's definitely an efficiency mm. thing. But for those traditionalists, they're like, why are we making everything the same? Why are we making nothing unique? Why can't we, you know, 
Why can't we have some of these things that distinguish one temple from another temple continue? And, yeah. you know, it, it, it will be sad, if for no other reason. I appreciated that within the Salt Lake and Manti Temple ceremony that you had to move, because I sometimes fall asleep. Yeah. You know? I'd be... Yeah, right. Yeah. I'd, it's like, I'm a, I'm a little sleepy. Not always, but sometimes. I'll own it. I get a little sleepy. I discovered the cultural hall right around the time the pandemic hit. Um, I started listening to it on my bike rides, and uh, it was something to look forward to in all the chaos. I appreciate the uh, different kind of guests, the different things to think about and to ponder. And, you know, some of them are different, but that's okay, because at least it gives us time to, to think about it and talk about it and realize that as saints, there are a lot of ideas and a lot of different personalities and people, and that even through those differences, if we're all pointed to Christ, then we can indeed build Zion as a real place and Zion as, you know, in our in our own communities and, and in the world. So I appreciate Richie and everything you do, and I'm grateful that I found it. Uh, anything else that you have to, to bring up, Brother Kyle? you have any more stories? Uh, a quick one, just kind of along that same lines as far as uh, historic things go with our religion. Um, moves to demolish the, and we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, moves to demolish the dilapidate, the dilapidated 29th LDS ward on Salt Lake City's west side are temporarily on hold after an outpouring of public support to save this old chapel. So hopefully so they do. A, a chaplain, and uh, we t- what was that? Three weeks ago, maybe we talked about it mm-hmm. uh, in the Fire Park neighborhood. A beautiful old chapel. Uh, a guy bought it super cheap because a uh, pandemic hit and things dropped in price momentarily. Now they're up 10 times. Yep. Uh, made a steal of a buy on it. Then we had an earthquake that have made it so that it needs a lot of money to be usable. Um, so he was just going to bust it down, build something else. And then everybody's like, hey, pitch in. Can we keep this thing? So right now it's kind of in limbo on, on hold. Hopefully they can save that. I like that we ended there because that old chapel is like Brother Kyle. So if you want him to continue living, please send him. No, I'm just teasing. Kyle, I, I, uh, a couple of things. Uh, one, I appreciate that you feel comfortable to be able to share that. Two, I hope you know that if there is anything that you would need with any of that, that you could, you could reach out. I don't know that I'm good for much, but I would do whatever whatever I could do. And, yeah, you're uh, good for nothing. Yeah. How's my... Yeah. How's oh, you, all that? You got, you got white on your tongue. Is that... Uh, that doesn't look good. That yeah, that's from the Frosted Flakes. That, uh, <laughs> that might be part of your problem. It might not be, but it also might be part of your problem. No, I, uh, I, I will sit sort of on pins and needles as I wait to hear what's going on. I'm not going to sit on too many pins or too many needles because for two months that sounds terrible, but... Yeah, in the back of my mind. And if there's anything that that I or anybody that listens can do, I hope that you'll let us know. Well, I'll I'll tell you what. If I come out of this unscathed, Mm -hmm. it will be a miracle. (laughs) All right, that's it. He offers the challenge. (laughs) He doesn't believe in miracles, but if he comes out unscathed, let us unite. Uh, Brother Kyle, happy 500th episode. And to you, too. Thank you. Congratulations on 500. That's a lot. Yeah. That's huge. Yep. Huge shout out to everyone involved. Uh, just amazing from all the people who do all the social media stuff to the people who, you know, drop in and do an episode here and then to the people who 
you know, just send me messages and say, hey, you know what, that that mattered or, hey, have you thought about talking to this person or, you know, to all the Patreon saints, to all the to all the everything. Um, Everybody listening, really, thank you. Yeah. Huge. It's awesome. Huge. And now I've got to go about finding another co-host because Brother Kyle's going to die. Happy 500. (laughs) 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 Why? Let's play this with us laughing about it at my funeral. Can we? Yes. I listen. I make you that promise. Let me, let's take a side tangent real quick. Okay. I have um, for the last several years on my phone, there's a video called funeral video and at the start of every year, I record a video that I want to be played at my funeral. And it's just me talking about like, well, if you're watching this, I'm clearly dead. I never liked you. I, you know, and I just, all these different things. I will play this, us laughing at your not yet diagnoses <laughs> at your funeral, if that is what you would like. And just know you have my permission. And everybody knows I have a sense of humor. So yep. if you're watching this at my funeral fully approved because because i want you to have a laugh yeah because i want people to laugh to laugh and uh, and yeah and i'm i've been recording myself uh to play at my funeral uh about every three days three days me me saying a song from a a line from a song and it's getting slower every time i'm singing pick a little talk a little pick a little talk a little cheap 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 talk a lot pick a little more you know you're supposed to sing that really fast and Mm -hmm. i used to be able to do it for Mm -hmm. music man now Mm -hmm getting slower so by so i'm gonna put these all together and at my funeral it will slowly go down to where i can't i can't say it just got real dark just got real <laughs> dark in here i'm gonna 500 i'm gonna change i'm gonna change how this 500th episode ends brother kyle okay please bless that this episode will nourish and strengthen your body and that if you're sick and afflicted and you can't join us this week, which you did, but that you'll be able to join us next week, and that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home on a mountain bike to our sweet creator. (laughs) In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of the cultural hall. Could it be any darker than that? Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat on the back.